When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and thanks for joining us for the phnx suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app america's number one sportsbook app don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review i'm lindsey smith here with gerald borgay and espo of course the dancing espo <laughs> two nights in a row yes. love to see it march madness baby <laughs> we're dancing because the Phoenix Suns defeat the Dallas Mavericks 130 to 126. And all I'll say to start this one off is Kevin Durant. Yes, Kevin Durant was huge. He hit that big bucket down the stretch, which is exactly why you get him turning nothing into something at the very end. Um, and then obviously the free throws to ice the game. That was a loaded, jam-packed game. Um, but this was, you know, I, so much for the minutes restriction because he yeah. played 40, but he dropped 37 in those 40 minutes. So uh, you love to see it. And that was a really tight, contested, heated game, mm -hmm. the type of game that maybe last year the Suns would have let that lead balloon. Um, but they have a Kevin Durant now. It's the kind of game earlier in the season where we saw him miss some shots at the end and and wind up losing close ones. I mean, Kevin Wayne Durant. Mm -hmm. That Wayne stands for Bruce Wayne, as in Batman. We have our hero <laughs> in Phoenix. And Devin Booker, I love you, but you're Robin now, and that's okay because you're part of a dynamic duo that you need. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, if Robin drops you 36, 10, and 5, I don't care what the fuck you call He's him. more Nightwing <laughs> than Robin. Let's say that, all right? Call it what you want. Well, it's we, we great. Got, forget that's Batman all we and know. Robin. We got Batman and Superman now. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's fair. I, Batman and Iron Man, maybe we... I, I don't know, maybe oh, we go cross, cross universes. Okay. Yeah, why not? I'm here for this crossover. I feel like there's some better <laughs> ones we can pick, but I'll I'll leave it to you guys. That's it's okay. Fair. That's fair. Um, real quick, before we take a look inside the box, everyone is asking where Saul is at. Saul had to go run and take care of some business, but he will be back later this week. Uh, no worries. We got you covered, though. Mm -hmm. But he did send a video that we will play a little bit later in the show, <laughs> so stick around for that. All right, let's tip things off by looking inside the box. Espo? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What's in the box is an amazing 130-126 win. Suck it, Dallas! <laughs> Bench scoring here. Uh, you know, a little bit uh, in favor of the Mavs, but that's okay. 48-28. Uh, but, you know, the math was math, and the Suns hit 12 three-pointers out of 34. Mavs had 15, but look, points in the paint. The Suns dominated, in particular, in the first half. It was 52-40, and that was such a key in, in that first half to keep them close to wind up getting that win uh, in this uh, in the second half, it was a beautiful game, and Dallas, you ain't in our heads anymore. We got Kevin Durant. <laughs> Deal with it. Oh, and Luca Ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was in the first half. It looked like the bench differential and the three point differential was going to be huge, um, and it still kind of was to a certain extent. But 
Um, they were able to, able to overcome that, and the points in the paint was a huge part of it. I think 20 of their first 23 points were points in the paint yeah. because they were getting whatever they wanted offensively. Um, and the Mavs did a little bit better as the game went on, um, especially in that second quarter of maybe taking that away. But even as it kind of devolved into iso ball in the second half, like they got high-quality looks. They finished the third with 37 and the fourth with 34. So... You know, it didn't matter. But well, I think ISO ball was by design due mm-hmm. to Jason Kidd's defense, right? And we saw mm. them try to force that last year in the playoffs. The difference was when you I when you forced Devin Booker to give up the ball, there was no guy to really help out there. Mm-hmm. Now you can't if you force ISO ball, you've basically created a two headed monster that you have to deal with in, in booking KD and. Dallas picked their poison and they they drank it and uh, and died from it tonight in terms of <laughs> uh, in terms of the way that they played defense it didn't work in that second half uh, as Dallas couldn't hold on to the lead and in the fourth quarter KD came up it showed up and and took care of business in, in late in that fourth that's why you traded for him mm-hmm. that's why you have to give good to get give up good to get great I mean this is this is it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so much fun to see it all come to fruition right now. Like this was right. We talked about in the pregame show. This was the first big test and they're still working through some things. They're still figuring out some of the kinks, but we will get there. But this was a good first big test for the Suns. And it was an there were times in this game, as much as I will say it was an enjoyable game. There were times in this game where I did not enjoy it whatsoever. I was stressed. (laughs) I was I was not happy for a hot minute in this game. I, I couldn't deal with seven games of that. I don't know that I could do I that either. I don't think either one of you would do well with no, that. No, I was losing I really my mind a quarter so. in. I don't think I don't think seven games I would I'd be around. Yeah, for <laughs> I mean, as fun as it would be from like for just the NBA in general. Obviously, these two teams despise each other. There's a major rivalry. Mm-hmm. Book and Luca always having the thing, whatever that thing may be, in every single game it feels like. While that would be fun for everyone else, I think it would literally like give me ulcers. Well, as a fan base, it it gives you stress because it feels like the Mavs just shoot the lights out against this team every time. And when you compound that with their role players hitting shots with the way that Luca's able to get to the foul line and, and kind of bait some of those fouls. I mean, you look at the free throw count. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's a little it's a little obscene. And as a fan watching that, it can drive you crazy. But Ultimately, that was really high-level basketball. That mm-hmm. was a lot of fun for me, at least. But then the stress does creep in, mostly because I get stressed out from Sun's us Twitter being, <laughs> from everyone else's stress. Yeah. I just feel like it's amplified and the overreactions are amplified based on what happened last year in the playoffs. So these feel yeah. so much more important because that wound is still fresh. I'd love to act like, hey, that was last May. It's it's March now. We're good. Yeah. No, it doesn't go away like that. No. And and I think that's what causes it, especially Suns Twitter, myself included. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It feels heavier in a game like this. If mm-hmm. that had been any other team, you would have been like, "Okay, you know, rough stretches, they're still trying to figure it out." But here it feels like everything uh, everywhere all at once. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, you know it's like everything 
is important. Every little thing matters and doesn't matter all at the same time. Uh, so it amplifies it. And yeah, I, seven games of that just scares yeah. the crap out of me. Yeah, this was a regular season game. And every regular season game this season has been like that. The season opener was the one where they went down big again mm-hmm. and came back. The last time they just got shellacked in Dallas. This time they finally get a win in Dallas. And it felt like this was the first time where they controlled most of the game. And it was the first time in like almost over a year where we had a close game between these two teams. Um, So this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I hope everyone else did as well, minus the stress, (laughs) because that's what it's all about. And that is exactly why you trade for Kevin Durant, so you have that extra boost when you find yourself in a dogfight like this outside of the hyperventilating the chest pain (laughs) all that it was wonderful i mean exactly the way i want to spend my sunday afternoon i mean it was something that's for sure uh you know what we can always seemingly though count on when we play the mavs what's that one particular random person just going off from deep Mm -hmm. we had three point uh shooting in the box tonight Mm -hmm. and of course it had to be tim hardaway jr tonight he was six of eight from deep which it's always just one guy on the maps and you can never fully pinpoint (laughs) who it's gonna be but there's always outside of luca and i'm guessing now Kyrie might be in the mix because you game plan for those two but there's always one guy that you're not gaming plan for that you're just like can you stop it already? Yeah. Pre-game, I'm like, oh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, right. Finney Smith are gone. <laughs> Finally. Nope. Freaking Tim yeah, Hardaway, Hardaway Jr. Next time it'll be Reggie Bullock or Maxi Kleba or someone random. It'll, it'll, it'll happen again. The only reason you know Tim Hardaway Jr. is because of Tim Hardaway Sr. <laughs> oh. Right? And uh, that's not fair. Yeah. He's done stuff. But you you know what I mean. The name yeah. is so familiar because of that. Mm. If you had replaced it with any other guy on that bench with the same skill set, you would have been like, that guy's doing it to us? Yeah, guys. But that was a big difference for bench points tonight, too, which was also in the box. And one of the things that I know a lot of people were um, talking about was the bench and their defects Mm -hmm. of effort tonight. That was a big one. And obviously, especially against a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr., a little bit more uh, strong defense could help. Yeah, it, it felt like there were stretches there. And we'll get into this when we talk about the bench later, where a couple of guys were not up on their defensive assignments, were oblivious to the back picks that were being set their way and there were a couple of possessions where tim hardaway jr got a wide open three-pointer as a result after he had already knocked down three or four and this is a guy that's been shooting above 40 percent from three over the last month or two um so these are the kind of the lessons that these role players are going to need to learn like if i want to play on this particular team being able to score is not enough i have to be able to hold my own defensively i can't be a pigeon when i'm out there the guy that's being targeted all the time um, and I definitely cannot give up wide open corner three looks. Yeah, like defense, if you're a guy coming in with with the big four, or mm-hmm. even a hand, you know, two or three of the uh, of the starters, defense is the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing that and at least showing the effort and being in the right place, other things are forgivable, right? Mm-hmm. But if you are not playing defense, you don't know your rotations, you stick out like a sore thumb because I don't need you out there for the offensive prowess. I need you out there for the defensive hustle. If you don't do that, you'll find yourself on the bench. And we'll talk about that later in Monty's adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We do have a couple super chats here I want to read. We're going to save some of them for a little bit later when we plan on talking about those things. But 
Roy said, sent us a super chat, said, so are you guys saying we can't trade for Luca? Ha 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 ha. Uh, no. We good. Could you imagine, though, at this point, do you even think that Luca and Book would enjoy that? I mean, I'm sure they would get over it. They would get over it easily. They're yeah. both pros, but I don't know that we would be able to get over it. No, I mean, I wouldn't be able to get over it just from the sheer fact of what the hell did we trade to get Luka Doncic from the Mavs? Because That's a we, good question. Other than Book and, and KD, we don't have anything that could trade for Luka. But <laughs> hey, hypothetical. Hey, hypothetical. DeAndre, we're just playing the game. In the draft, you can make that deal. Hypothetically, I mean, Luka, KD, and Book would be the greatest trio of all time. I would be unfair. By far. I would never want to see Luka Doncic mm. in a Phoenix Suns uniform. It's on the level of freaking Robert Ori, wow. John Paxson. I cannot stand the guy, and he's not a guy that once he's on my team, I'd be able to stand it. That crap would drive me nuts, even in purple and orange. I'm not even... I, if I speak, I will be in trouble. I'm not, <laughs> not going to say it. We have another oh, super well, You told me not bright last show. Why don't we I, just go into it, Gerald? I did not. I did no such thing. <laughs> Run the tape back. It wasn't that contest. I, heard contest, it, I, but I just it. laughed. That's it. I heard it was it just SL. laughter. <laughs> we have another one from Trevor. Trevor, thank you for your super chat. Said, made my Sunday to see Luca choke at the end. I'm not going to lie. I had some, some words for Luca at the end of that one. <laughs> so did Devin Booker. <laughs> But um, no, I mean, like, look, they played great defense against him. I know he got to the foul line 19 times and people are going to feel a certain way about that because he got a shit ton of free throws. But like they held him to eight of 23 shooting and they clamped down on him when they needed to at the very end. Um, that's the best you can kind of hope for. He still got 34 points, but they made him work for it. They held him below 50 percent shooting. Um, so that was good to see. Yeah, I, I mean, Luca's gonna get his, mm -hmm. he, even if he's hurting or whatever was going on with him today. All those things, he's gonna get his points. But in the end, more often than not, he usually gets the the L too. So the Suns have to continue to figure out how to approach that defensively, right, and lock down in the key moments, mm -hmm. making shots in, in the second and third quarter. Great, but if, if, as long as you're within striking distance in the fourth, and you can find ways. To slow them down. That's a huge win. They did that today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last super chat for right now, this one comes from Brian. Brian, thank you for your super chat. So just here for the sexy sack and Roman Reed. Well, one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have to come back another day for the second part of that super chat, but you did get some sexy sacks off the top. Mm. All right, guys, let's transition real quick before we talk a little bit more about Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Let me remind you guys that Four Peaks is the best beer in the Valley. We are huge fans of Four Peaks here at PHNX. We've got the Suns Brew here on the table. We have the Hazy IPAs. We've got the Wow Wheats. Any beer that you can think of that comes from Four Peaks, we have in this fridge over here to the side of our set. And I'm not going to lie, it's probably one of the more fun things that we do have in our office here. We literally have an entire fridge full of beer and it's just dedicated to that and that alone i want i want them four peaks to put out an extremely bitter beer that we just call the luca <laughs> oh boy just to be even more spicy yeah. and petty yeah. about all or of you it you call it the cry baby if you can't get the rights to luca oh, oh my, my goodness, goodness gracious so four peaks has <laughs> um, some cool things they've had a lot of really cool things happening throughout mm. the month and even dating back to february but right now they've got um 
Four Peaks amazing spring beer dinner. And you can get tickets to that at fourpeaks.com slash events. Check it out. They've got so many cool things that are going on. Um, as always, you can follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew to get the latest on some of those cool events. But check that out. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, let's go ahead and name our draft king, king of the game. Tonight, there's two of them. Yes, we're giving it to the Kings. Talking Devin Booker and Kevin Durant because we were all fighting back and forth on which one deserved it more. (laughs) And we couldn't come to a good conclusion. So we said, screw it. They both deserve to wear the crown tonight. They combined for 73 points, 13 assists, 27 and 42 from the field. Mm -hmm. And 12 rebounds. Like they were both fantastic. And this is... This is what we were talking about before. A lot of people thought, okay, maybe Booker's going to get less touches now or his scoring is going to go down to make room for Durant. He's averaging 36 points a game in the first three games, and mm-hmm. he's not going to continue to average 36, I don't think. No, he's yeah, going to average know. 40. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> but he is getting some of the easiest looks that he's ever had in his career because he's never played, even with Chris Paul, he's never played with a guy, another pure scorer like this, who takes so much attention off of him. Um, and he's been doing it super efficiently as well, which has been great to see. But I, I'm i just kind of flabbergasted because when you look at this team, especially in that fourth quarter, you look at the wide open shots that Chris Paul had, that Ish Wainwright had. And that's because defenses are having to throw everything that they've got at these other two superstars who are still combining for 73 points. So that's going to make life easier on everybody. And in turn, we saw lots of examples today where the attention on book led to an open Kevin Durant three right before the quarter ended or where all the doubles on KD gave a swing pass to book for an open three. Like it's just, it's fun to watch. Look, one thing I really love is the assist numbers we're seeing for Devin Booker. Mm -hmm. Ten assists tonight. It's not, some people in the chat are, oh, we're seeing a lot of hero ball. Devin Booker distributed tonight. Mm -hmm. Like distributed the other night as well. He's been on triple double watches uh, in these games. I love that part of his game because that's why we went through the the point book experiment mm-hmm. back in the day. He's become an all-around great player. And when you get in a situation like this where he's playing with another superstar, where he has talent around him, he can now take advantage on multiple levels of the game. Mm-hmm. And and that uh, that 10 assists is, is a thing of beauty to me. I'm here for the double Ds and, and, and Devin and Durant uh, and, and what they can do. They come up big. They, they're going to be able to continue to play this way. I, I, I love this. And this is what Suns fans, and in particular Devin Booker, have waited for since he was drafted, to pair him with somebody else that that just expands what he who he is and what his game is. Mm-hmm. Did you refer to Devin and Durant as sure the did. double Ds? I did. He sure did. <laughs> okay, I, did. I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to make sure I was imagining things, but no, I totally <laughs> no dirty uh, contact. Nickname men, aside, I totally agree with everything. Would you, that you're do you saying. prefer the killer Ds? I don't no, think I like worse. anything with a D in it. I don't know. I think. I'm, how about I KD think we Booker? should go back oh, to the, to the drawing table with The second one. one is worse. I'm yeah, sorry. No, it's not Let's good. Let's move on. It's not great. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but no, to your point, like 10 assists tonight, he's averaging 7.7 assists in the three games since Kevin Durant has been a son. Um, and he's doing that all on super efficient shooting. He's shooting 56% from the floor, 50% from three, 
the Suns had 27 assists on their 49 made baskets tonight. So it's showing that even with the isolation ball that Kevin Durant just automatically injects into this team, which they need in crunch time situations like we saw tonight, they're still capable of moving the ball. And honestly, they had a lot of guys that just missed wide open corner threes tonight. Mm -hmm. Like this might not mm -hmm. have even been a game if they just get, you know, two, three, four of those to fall at opportune moments. So yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure six of the eight that Josh Okogie made were corners. Were corners. Right. So a few of those hit. This is a much different game and it's a blowout. Uh, mm -hmm. Can we put the king of the game image up again, though? Mm -hmm. Can you just throw it up? I love that on the left-hand side, there's mm -hmm. enough room for who should have been the third king of the game. This is yeah. true. Uh, no, there's not enough room for his shoulders. No, nah, you'd have to shrink him real like, small. You could have been real tiny in the back. But <laughs> I like where your head's at. We will give some flowers out here in just a minute to them. But first, we have to talk about what happened with our draft king picks of the games. Uh, I can't catch it. We got good news here. and bad news. Uh -huh. The good news is, is that we all won. Mm -hmm. The bad news is, is that Saul was one of those ones who won yeah. at a plus 1,200, which means <laughs> the leaderboard now looks sure. like garbage. Oh, man. Absolute I garbage. I hit my first bet in a month and everybody else is like, hey, we're going to do it too and do it big. <laughs> I know Just, you took a massive uh, leap tonight. I did. It doesn't matter at all. I need like 47 <laughs> bucks or whatever, and it didn't matter. Damn. I might as well have not made a pick today. From 87 so, cents down to 100. And... So Saul is at $284.13. <laughs> I'm at $175.04. And Espo is at $137. Like this is the worst possible <laughs> outcome that could have happened. Mm. And you know no, how I told it, you guys that Saul did send us a video to play? Mm -hmm. Well, this is the video that Saul sent us. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Look at that! Listen to that diabolical laugh! Okay, you said you said this was like the worst. No. If Saul was here, That's that true. would have been the That's We would true. have to sit here for another 10 minutes oh, while the victory lap goes on. So I'll take it. But uh, I'm coming for you, Bookman. I, I'm on one, one win. I'm on a streak. It's coming. You know, it was really funny when we saw this video before the show started. I'm pretty sure Gerald, maybe Gerald and Espo were like, no, that was about the game. And I was like, no, look at the message right before the video where he's yeah. like, I hit my bet. That was about his bet 100% of the time. Yeah. Anyway, so our leaderboard is looking real rough now at this point in time. But if you guys want to get in on the action, DraftKings makes watching Suns basketball a heck of a lot more fun. Uh, even though it's a blast as it is, like you, it's just adding. It's just extra. It's like the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. Make sure you download the app right now and sign up with the code PHNX because new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes. For details. All right, we have a few more super chats to get to here that will lead us into our next discussion. Here we go. <laughs> First and foremost, thank you, Manitas. Thank you for your super chat. Said Luca committed 10 offensive fouls this game. LOL. Not wrong. Yeah. They, what they call him for one? <laughs> Possibly. And then Manuel, thank you for your super chat. Said my girlfriend says Luca's trash because he's only good at crying to the refs, making free throws, and missing layups. Your girlfriend gets it. Uh, oh, boy. Your girlfriend gets it. <laughs> uh, then we have one from RV. Thank you, RV. Said the no calls on the Mavs were ridiculous. 
All right. Well, let's talk about it. Let's do that. Obviously, <laughs> that was a huge conversation mm. happening on social media, happening in the Discord for us tonight throughout this entire game. Mm. It was the third most made free throws in Luca's career. Yes. There were a lot of them. There were 17 of them. 17 of 19. How do you feel about the officiating in this one? I feel like it's so I I'm really it's not worth getting upset over because the Suns got the win, but it is something to keep an eye on. And it's something that we've seen with this team, not just against the Mavs, but against other opponents. Today, the free throw disparity shouldn't have been as big as 38 to 25 when you're looking at attempts, because like we talked about, the Suns dominated the points in the paint. It's not like they were settling for a bunch of mid-range jumpers or three-point looks. Like they were attacking the basket. And you saw it in the third quarter. They got back-to-back foul calls because Book and CP3 forced the issue but it's wild when one player, Doncic with 19, takes almost as many free throws as your entire team, 25. And Luka is one of the best in the league in terms of getting foul calls. Like, he's good at it. We, we shouldn't undersell that as mad as we are at the officials because he is good at using that off arm, but in a way that baits the defender into bumping them to trying to stand their ground. Um, and that's when he'll hit you with a spin move or he'll go to the middle or he'll exacerbate contact like he's good at it but it is something to keep an eye on because as of right now it doesn't look like the Suns have still anybody that can kind of slow him down except for one bench guy who came in and did his duty but that was sparingly is there anybody in the league that can really slow him down especially the way the game's called not really and that's a problem in and of itself but Look, they did great on him tonight. That's the thing. 8 of 23 shooting. He got half of his points from the foul line. But it's just one of those things where when you go up against Luka in a playoff series, he's going to get his one way or another. Yeah. Well, the reality, too, is those final two free throws were they had to foul. So I don't count yes. those <laughs> as two. So the Suns had basically four more free throws than Luka Doncic did. Yeah. Now, Luka... Drops his shoulder, and, and the one that, that blew my mind was against campaign, right? Mm. Uh, he, he drops his shoulder and runs into this guy. Right. He gives up 40, uh, campaign gives up 47 pounds mm. to Luca. If I did that out on the street, I'm probably getting arrested for assault <laughs> if I do that to somebody 47 pounds lighter than me and just drop my shoulder into him. Uh, here, uh, somehow, campaign gets called for the foul because, well, your body was in the way of, uh, of Luca's shoulder. Uh, how dare you? How dare how you, dare sir? You? How dare you? Yeah, that one was wild. He, he like, pushed off, too, extended a little bit, and the campaign went flying. And I'm not— I, I, Look, I'm not Pollyannic. I understand the reality of the NBA. I understand Jordan rules and superstars get calls and and all that. Okay, but, but at some we point have it's one two, of those now too. Two of them. I know, but <laughs> even if you want to argue about it, because a lot of people want to argue yeah. about whether Devin is or not, right now you cannot argue that we at least have one. Well, yeah. So Kevin Durant went to the free throw line 11 times. He had 11 of the 25 free throws. So I'm not saying he doesn't get his calls too, but it's the egregiousness of some of those offensive fouls that really bother me. It's like, okay, I get it. You're a big boy, but that does not mean you can just lower your shoulder and run over a guy and have that not constitute a foul. Right. And, and I think a lot of the reason he gets it is because he's so adamant in the complaining that over time that wears down a ref to me. Uh, and I, you know, if you're going to get mad, get mad at me. Don't get mad at the net at the other two on the set <laughs> uh-huh. from the next thing I'm going to say. But as a parent, this is as if 
for six years, I gave my daughter everything she wanted, didn't ever correct her. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I try to correct her and she throws a fit, right? That, uh, that oh, I, it can't be. Anytime Luca gets called, he acts like a petulant child that had never been called for anything before and is so offended that you are acting as if that he should play by the same rules as everybody else uh, that, that he throws a fit. And it drives me nuts. And people say, well, the Suns do that too. Not to that extent. Luca takes it to another level. I feel like the Suns get a little bit more argue with the ref and whiny about um, calls when we play the Mavs. Because I yes. think a lot of times it starts off that way. The officials kind of mm -hmm. not necessarily lose control of the game, but they all, they start off on the wrong foot, which then allows certain players to get away with certain things. Other players mm -hmm. to be like, why is he allowed to get away with it? And I'm not. Then when yeah. they start to try and make it a little more even, then the player that got away with it in the first place is like, well, what the hell? What changed from last quarter to this quarter? And then you just get a whole bunch of questionable calls and people being angry and upset. And depending on which way you stand as far as who's you're rooting for, not even fan base. There's people outside of these two fan bases tonight tweeting about each team complaining. Well, right. Like it gets too out of control. And when other fan bases are talking about the complaining, that's when I feel like the officials have dropped the ball at making sure this game is is buttoned up a little more. Right. That third quarter really devolved into a dribble, dribble, foul, whistle. Like it was every five seconds. Um, and it felt like they kind of lost control of the game at that point. But yeah, I mean, look, I don't think... Suns fans should be running their mouths too much after this game, after what happened in the playoffs. I don't think Mavs no. fans should be running their mouths about the Suns complaining about foul calls when they their best player is literally one of the worst at that in the NBA. Like, all of these superstars do it. Book does it. Uh, KD does it. Luka does it. It's just not to that extent, I don't think, in my personal opinion, to the extent Doncic does it. And that's what gets irritating, especially when you're looking at a heated game like this where it's so much more entertaining when it doesn't become a free throw fest. Well, and honestly, I think the refs have created uh, the, you know the the monster that is the complaining in the league. Mm. Because if you don't allow it and you call it tighter and you never give into that, mm. it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I think they're as much at fault for for all this as the individual player, but you have to everybody has to look at it and admit it gets ridiculous. It, it does. It, 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 it sometimes throws off the rhythm of the game. Right. Because there's so much of it. You know, yeah. it also makes it not as fun to watch as a fan. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that third quarter kind of sucked for yeah. a multitude yeah. of reasons. Yeah. But yeah. one of the reasons was all of the different calls. And it's just like, God, this is just like, stop, go, stop, go, stop. I'm tired of it. Hey, Let's just play. Yeah. Let's just play. All right, we have a couple more super chat. Icon, thank you for your super chat. Said Luca, the first player in history with 13 offensive fouls in a single game. Congrats. <laughs> it's like summer league. You just never get <laughs> yeah. a foul out. Never it's amazing. Out. Uh, Carlos, thank you for the super chat. Carlos said, living rent free in Luca's head. You guys deserve the cash. Smiley face. <laughs> thank you. So with this one, I'm curious. Um, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand with the foul calls because when Luca and Book got into the little kerfuffle. Mm -hmm. It appeared to me anyway that Book was talking to the official. Oh, yes. 100%. And then kind of like had to cross Luca, but still talking to the official. Then Luca chimed in and then they got into the little shoving match. So he 100% was talking to the official. 
he also probably 95% chance was not bothering to go around Luca and perfectly content with letting Luca hear what he had to say about how that should have been a push off. And yeah, he which was is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. And then Luca said something to him, Book said something back, and then Luca came over, got in his face. It is funny to see the way the two different fan bases are spinning that moment because that's pretty much it looked like what he was doing was like, yeah, I'm going to talk my shit about how that should have been a push off right in front of you. What are you going to say about it? And then Luca said something and then it escalated. I love the fact that they don't like each other. I do, like, too. We have so many superstars in this league that all get along and that's great. I, I don't want anybody to hate each other, but like it's kind of fun when these two don't like each other. And it just adds to the animosity and the fun of watching these two teams compete. I love it. Well, and you, you know that books seen that stupid meme that we all have from that, yes, uh, from the playoff series of Luca grinning at him. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a new one. Mm-hmm. It's Devin Booker nose to nose with Luca Doncic saying, "Yeah, you can complain all you want. I got the W right now, and I'm not afraid to get in your face." Yeah, and I'm fine with that. This, as long as it doesn't turn into fisticuffs, I don't mind this kind of heated nature because right. that means these two teams don't like each other mm-hmm. these two teams want to go out there and put forth the best effort every time they play and that's what you should want as an nba fan is for rivalries i don't need everybody to be kumbaya get along get orange slices at halftime and shake hands at the end of the game mm-hmm. i want guys that don't like each other that makes the game more fun yeah yeah, sure. lo- within reason. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Pat Bev, too far. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love that we don't like Pat Bev, but he plays in Chicago, so but we ain't gonna have to worry about I'm him. I'm talking anymore. about like you want to push and shove kerfuffle face to face. Fine, no I don't shots. care. Yeah, you want to shove somebody from the back? I'm that's too far. So yeah, like, there's no, there's agreed. levels, right? To there's it. levels. There's yeah, levels to everything. All right, I think we should um hand out some flowers real quick but before there there were some people in the chats that brought this up multiple people um you remember how we were talking about you know that meme of like congratulations the worst person you know actually made a good point are we talking about skip right now no we can do that real quick i'll just read them real quick in a series of three tweets he said luca is getting harder and harder to watch he complains about every uncalled foul after nearly every shot he misses i guess it benefited him when he got away with that late push off but he has turned into the biggest crybaby in basketball history uh, then maybe Luca should look in the mirror and whine at himself for going one for nine from three with a game high five turnovers. And then he compounded it with compliments for the Suns. Proud of Chris Paul for making two big fourth quarter threes and a big jumper when the Mavericks dared him to shoot. With KD and Book drawing double teams, mostly KD, the key to a championship run will be CP3's ability to make late uncontested shots. I'm going to be sick. What's happening? What dimension listen, have we traveled I'm gonna be, into? Listen, I'm gonna be sick. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Just call it a win. Okay? No. Just just <laughs> call sick. it a win. That's <laughs> I it. I, I I don't know what to say. I'm, I can literally wild. take that first tweet, mm-hmm. replace Luca with Skip in most cases, mm-hmm. and be talking directly to Skip Bayless. <laughs> oh, boy. My God, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I, I'm going to take every win and enjoy it. God, I'm gonna have to stomach that when uh, when Skip takes his victory lap too. I I understand how you feel, but would you rather have 
Would you rather have ridiculous shenanigans coming out of Skip's mouth like we've heard over the last week about players on the Suns yes. team? Or would you rather have them just leaning yeah. into the Suns are being are great? I would rather have Skip Bayless telling me that Devin Booker and, and, and KD should get married to each other because it will help their game or whatever craziness that FS1 is going to cook up next. I think then, then him saying that he's praising the Suns. I don't feel comfortable with this. I, I really don't. I know. It's jarring, but it also, it's funny because when the national media says stupid shit about us, we complain. And when they start saying good things about yeah, us, we're like, I don't, I don't know how to, Jared, I don't know what to do with can my Can I hands. explain You're this like, though? Not you though. <laughs> yeah. Not you not though. You. <laughs> can I explain this though? <laughs> what, what Skip's saying mm -hmm. does sound dumb when Skip says it. And that's what worries me. Yeah. Skip is known for saying dumb things <laughs> and hot cakes. So now I'm going, wait. Is my personal core belief a dumb take? <laughs> what do I do? How do I how do I marry these two things and justify it in my own brain? <laughs> yeah, oh wild. God, I this is know. gonna be tough. Sorry I to throw us know. off, but I... no, 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 you're totally fine. <laughs> um, we did get a fun comment in the chat that I can't find right now, but they said Espo has the oh here it is, Elizabeth. Elizabeth said Espo has the best reactions. <laughs> if you want to see Espo react to Suns basketball in real time, you can come hang out with us at our tea party at Dobson Ranch that's happening March 24th at 5 p.m. It's going to be a blast. This is the second tea party that we'll be hosting at Dobson Ranch presented by our friends over at Four Peaks. The first one was a blast. This one's going to be even better because, you know, you just always get better, right? Mm -hmm. When you learn things, you go through one, one game and then the next game you get even better and all that kind of stuff. So plan to come hang out with us on March 24th. We're going to have obviously golf. It's, it's the driving ranges you That's get to fun. play at. We have food, we'll have drinks, contests, prizes, and so much more. We're all going to be out there. If you guys want to reserve your spot and get your tickets today, you can click the link in the show notes. Or if you are a diehard, you do get a discount for being a diehard. You just check the Discord for your exclusive um, discount link so you can pick those up. But yeah. don't wait. No, I love – it's not just your typical driving. You're all driving. No, this has the uh, the Top Golf. Uh, pro tracker uh game where you could actually play golf courses around the world mm -hmm. while you're hitting at the driving range you can have a we're gonna have a longest drive competition all sorts of fun uh we're gonna have suns on in every bay our partners will be out there in full force you can have a great time and i will probably lose my mind while watching the game because that <laughs> seems like all that's gonna happen moving forward so. it'll be a heck of a lot of fun also more fun stuff that's going on through the month of march um, spring training at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. So if you bring in your spring training ticket stub, you're going to get a free $10 game card. You can check all of that out at OctaneRaceway.com or Mavericks.com to learn more. But they are so much fun. They've got everything you need for an amazing night, whether that's cart uh, racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, Arcade games, really good food, um, a cool arcade setup, and oh, I said arcade, uh, drinks, really good food mm -hmm. and drinks. That's what I was going for there. And like I said, you bring in that spring training ticket stub and you get a free $10 game card. So make sure you guys check it out if you are looking for something fun to do 
after a spring training game. And don't worry, it's not Maverick spelled the way Dallas spells it. It's with an X, so you don't have to feel dirty (laughs) about showing up there. There you go. (laughs) All right, let's hand out some flowers. Let's do it. Uh, The one that we alluded to earlier, of course, is the one that we said maybe should have been on our King of the Game graphic. Ish Wainwright. Ish Wainwright was really big in this game. He came in, he knocked down some crucial three-point buckets. That really helped solidify this win for the Suns. Yeah, and the Suns had a miss where he, uh, under the basket late in the fourth, uh, hit it off a Mav and kept the ball and kept the possession, which was huge as well. Uh, Look, part of this should go to Monty, the praise here, because he made the adjustment. Uh, He had gone to Terrence Ross. He had gone to TJ Warren in the first half. They didn't get it done, right? He he decided, let's bring in Ish Wainwright, give him the opportunity to take – those corner threes, see what he can do defensively. He came up big uh, in the second half of this game uh, in both of those areas. So kudos to Monty for making the adjustment, but big ups uh, to Ish Wainwright. I almost said Wayne Ishwright, which would have been <laughs> wrong in every way. Ish Wainwright for stepping up and doing what uh, what he was asked to do. I, I love I've been hard on this guy. I questioned a lot of things early in the year and why was he getting so many, so many minutes. But he comes up and he does when he's asked, he he works his ass off. Mm. Even if he has a bad shooting night, he's going to work his ass off. He's worked very hard to become efficient uh, and proficient at that corner three point shot. And tonight it played paid dividends. Yeah, I, I think Mike V. Hill of the timeline tweeted this out during the game and I thought it was spot on. He said, many of you need to recalibrate what we need from role players on this team being a smart and hard worker willing to do the things that aren't fun is more important than being able to score a lot. And I think with Ish, there's been a lot of focus on what he doesn't do, why he doesn't deserve minutes, how the guy that was on a two-way contract is going to come in here and get a bunch of bench minutes. And we're seeing it, especially today, that the defensive abilities, the strength, the switchability on that end, and then on the offensive end, just being able to knock down a corner three every once in a while He had kind of a rough stretch where on a limited sample size, the numbers kind of fell off. Um, But he was still shooting 36% from the corners this season heading into this game. He went three for three from the corners today, knocked down another big three or three for four from the corners today, knocked down another big three that was wide open at the top of the key. And that's what you're going to need from these guys to be able to be passable on the defensive end and to take what the defense gives you in terms of open looks because they're going to be wide open and he was on pretty much all of them today well and he's one of the few guys on this roster that has true size too, mm-hmm. right it, in spot minutes on luca luca ain't gonna drop his shoulder into him and knock him over mm. he may break his shoulder if he tries it <laughs> with ish and you know what there's a place for for him in a playoff rotation in limited minutes to do those little things i was saying did i say this on the show or before i don't remember but uh, you know, you don't need guys to come in and be scorers in from that bench. You need them come in and do the little things. Ish did that tonight, and you know what? Torrey Craig's shooting wasn't great, but I felt like defensively he came in uh, and did those little things too. And his in his twelve minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, and some of the times was matched up against Luca, uh, and and did those little things. So, right, I I want that from my bench guys. I don't need. I don't need you to be otherworldly. I don't need you to be the fourth or fifth star on this team. I need you to to play the role that mm-hmm. you're here for, and those guys did it tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And with Torrey Craig, like he missed a couple corner threes, but like you said, he defended really well. 
Um, and if he gets just one more of those threes to fall, he's two for four and 50%. That's all you can ask for. These guys are going to get limited number of attempts. So they're going to have to be efficient on those shots, um, which will be an adjustment for a guy like Tori who got used to playing starters minutes. Like he was playing 30 to 35 minutes a night uh, when Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder were nowhere to be found. So um, that's going to be an adjustment. And Ish is a guy who may have an advantage there because his attempts have always been really limited like that. Yeah. At, at some point I, I might want to see Tory Craig eat into some of those Terrence Ross minutes. If, mm-hmm. if Terrence doesn't start to find his offensive uh, flow, because you know, Tory Craig understands the defensive rotations, the hustle, the heart there. Mm-hmm. Terrence Ross is still playing catch up in that, in that area and sure while you're experimenting over the next couple of weeks to see what terrence ross can give you you can deal with that mm-hmm. come playoff time one or two bad defensive rotations can be the difference mm-hmm. in a game and one game can be the difference in a series as we saw last year you can't afford that yeah there was there was a lot of chatter around terrence ross tonight and there was. um this just was not not the game for him. No. Uh, we also got a super chat from Luis. Luis, thank you for your super chat. Said T Ross de- defense is a liability. I like Ish better. Um, yeah, it it was a it was a rough one for right. Terrence Ross. That's for sure. I was also a little bit frustrated with his performance tonight. I won't lie. I I don't want to overreact to any one game because mm-hmm. we're dealing with tiny sample sizes here. Terrence Ross has only played what four games for the Suns mm-hmm. and. He missed the first two with Kevin Durant. So this was his first game kind of with the new rotations, new lineups and whatnot. And the Mavs are a team that even in the regular season, like in this particular matchup, Jason Kidd loves to target mismatches. They do it with Luka against Chris Paul. They do it with Luka against Terrence Ross today or Kyrie against Terrence Ross. Like they they do that a lot against this team. But that's kind of what we're going to see in the playoffs. Like if you are the pigeon out there, you're going to get targeted um, and it's not like the effort wasn't there. He's just not a great defender. And I think that could be problematic to his minutes, especially if it's a night like tonight where he takes one shot and misses it. Like he has to bring something offensively to counteract that tonight. It wasn't there. And I think this was a rough matchup and it is something to keep an eye on whether he can stay in the rotation. It, it almost felt at times he was overplaying the possession and, and going by guys and, mm-hmm. and things. And, and and I'm, I'm not saying abandon him yet. Let's see over the next couple of weeks. Uh, if he, com- you know, if he calms down, learns those defensive rotations is passable there, but if he goes out and he's hitting threes, like he did in the first uh, or the second game, I think it was uh, with the team uh, and hitting shots that, that changes some of the narrative too, yeah. because it's easier to forgive a guy who overplays two or three times on the defensive side or picks up some quick fouls if he's providing it on the, on the other end mm-hmm. uh, off the bench. So there's some give and take, but I'd have a quick hook uh, as we get closer to the playoffs with him uh, and, and go with a guy that, you know, defensively is always going to be there with Tory Craig or even Ish Wainwright to a certain extent, mm-hmm. if the offense isn't there for Tory or for uh, Terrence Ross. All right. Uh, one more person that I personally want to give some flowers to is Josh Akogi because he took a lot of slack on Twitter tonight as well. Obviously, the shooting, especially from the three-point line, was not no. on for Josh Akogi tonight. No, tonight was not a knockdown three-point shooter night. No. However, I will say <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Did you really like expect Josh Okogie to always be on like he was Friday night? No, I don't think any of us ever expected that. But two, even though offensively he didn't have it going tonight like he did on Friday, he still brought the energy. He did all the little things. Defensively showed up big. Like Josh Okogie still contributed in ways that were very valuable to this team despite going 0 for 8 from deep. Yeah, I mean, he defended. He was hitting the offensive glass. Like everyone's going to look at the 0 for 8 from 3. Um, and you know, I, I, this is not, and I told you so in any way, shape or form, but we knew regression, we knew regression would come. It's not, I swear it's not. We knew regression would come at some point for a Kogi, at least a little bit. The guy was shooting 42% since the calendar flipped to 2023 Mm -hmm. coming into tonight's game. I didn't expect all the regression to come in one single game, but it came and he still was able to find ways to contribute. Fortunately, Ish Wainwright was able to come in and defend and knock down those corner threes that Josh was getting, and that's why he closed the game. Um, But I don't think – I saw a lot of people overreacting like they need to bench Josh. Like, why have we been playing Josh this much? And literally a game ago it was, Josh is the best. He's our fifth starter. (laughs) We We can't go wrong with Josh. Like, there needs to be a little bit – somewhere in the middle. He's Mm -hmm. going to be the guy that defenses are okay with leaving open, and when he can make them pay for it with – knocking down corner threes with driving and getting to the foul line, he makes up for that. When he doesn't, they need to be able to switch course and where you make that distinction, where you make that call, that's going to be up to Monty. I think that is the thing for me is when you're not hitting, and it was pretty obvious after the first five shots, it probably wasn't his night from the corner. Mm-hmm. Take that space and drive in. Try to make something else or, or kick it back. Like I know Monty's whole thing is – Shoot if you're open. But also, I think he's okay with have a good basketball instinct if you're open and create a better shot if you can. Mm. He's okay with that. But look, Josh may have some nights like this, but he also played stellar defense, Mm -hmm. was aggressive. Uh, You know, he had that steal on Luca or on Kyrie, Kyrie, excuse me. Not to mention that. Uh, Had he finished it, that would have been so beautiful. I mean, (laughs) it looked like it was going to be a massive dunk. He did get fouled. They didn't call it. But like, the. I'm okay, again, if the defensive effort's there, I'm fine with that. And and I'm okay with Monty in the second half going, all right, let's experiment with some of those minutes with, uh, you know, with Ish or, or Tori and see if we can capitalize on those open corner threes as well. Like, this is going to be fluid. Start Josh, see what he's got uh, offensively, let him play defensively, and if it's not his night, be flexible. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one thing I do think we need to talk about, though, because I've seen it in the chat. I've seen it on Twitter, looking at just the field goal attempts. Like, obviously, Josh Kogi took 13. DA only took six tonight. And this is, was this the second game in a row where DA hasn't yeah. gotten a ton of shots? I think he had seven last game. Right. So I do want to address this because I feel like the Suns do need to do a better job of getting CP3 and DA more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't fault the results. Like, they scored 130 points tonight, um, and it's not always going to be DA's night based on what the defense is taking away. Tonight, they were taking away DA in the paint, and it led to a lot of open corner threes for Kogi, which he's been hitting, which is a good shot in basketball. Um, but at a certain point, it, it sh- I don't think it should get to 0 for 8 before you try a little bit more to work DA in. We saw that in the fourth. They went to him twice. He turned the ball over. And then on the third possession, I think he got fouled and got to the free throw line. I do think they need to do a better job of working him in, him and Chris Paul in a little bit more organically. But 
I, I don't think we should just box score surf and look at the totals and be like, uh, you know, like a Kogi's taking all DA shots. It's not what it is. Defenses are wisely taking away the highest efficiency shot, which is DA at the rim. They need to find counters to that to get him those looks again. But, but I'm I'm also of the thought process. He shot efficiently. He was four or six. So mm. he took advantage of the opportunities that were there. And for the second straight game, he had 16 rebounds. Mm. Like, it's not as if he's not locked in on the other end, you know, and getting those boards. So I'm okay if this becomes part of DA's roles is having certain nights like uh, like tonight where he just dominates on the boards and doesn't have to do all the scoring. I know eventually that becomes you're going to have to rely on him, but I'm okay with nights like tonight because he did do something elite, and that was cleaning glass. I mean, he led uh, he led both teams in rebounds by a large margin tonight. Yeah, he, he had 16 boards, and I there were a couple of fouls that mm-hmm. I felt like he should have been more aggressive in making a play on the ball. Yeah. I just I do think, and I acknowledge it because the chat's brought it up, like 10 shots, 4 shots, 6 shots in his first games with Kevin Durant. You would like to see those a little bit higher moving forward. It doesn't need to be a situation where like before where they were running a ton of offense through yeah. him because he does open a lot of stuff up for everybody else. You know what else is elite? What's that? My question asking ability to lead into an ad read. It is elite. (laughs) That we got from Circle K, who is the newest partner here (laughs) at PHNX. They hooked us up with a snack cart, you guys. And it is the best thing that we have added to this office. Great. And shout out to producer Emma, (laughs) who are always going, she's going to roll this through (laughs) multiple times throughout Mm. the week for shows. Mm. And it's so much fun. Like you can literally just be like, Hey, can I have some sour worms? You want to hook me up with some orange slices? And then there's sour worms. Mm -hmm. And there's orange slices and there's chips. Like Circle K is the (laughs) go-to place for all of your snacks, for your beer, for your gas. Your thirst busters. Your thirst busters. The slushies in the summertime, goaded 100% Mm. of the time. Their chicken and Swiss sandwich, I had it during a watch-along. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, you know what? I'm not a gas station sandwich guy. I might be a gas station sandwich guy. It's really good. Yeah. Um, And we're really excited to have them here as a part of our family of PHNX. And to tip things off, we've teamed up with them for an amazing giveaway opportunity. So right now, all you have to do is text PHNX to 31310 for a chance to win a $500 gas card. There is more information in the show notes and all the details. You can check it out. But that's PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. I mean, $500 in gas, that's like gold right now. That's a lot. I mean, that's... that. It take for me. I could I could go. I think that's 10, uh, 10 tanks of gas uh, that I could could get at a at a five hundred bucks. If not, no, probably twenty. Now that I'm doing the math, because <laughs> my math sucks. We've twenty tanks of gas. I could get off that. That's like uh, you know half a year for me. Yeah. Uh, with a hybrid, so like this is this is not something to, to legit, you know yeah. laugh at here. Text also, it in now. I love how Emma's getting so much love in the chat right now. Yeah. Jose said <laughs> Emma goaded. Elver said hook it up, Emma. Connor's like, wait, where did it go? Emma is like a flight attendant rolling down the snack cart. <laughs> you know what? Which it, who doesn't love when a flight attendant comes through with the snack cart? It's yeah. like the greatest moment. Except on a for when you're on the on the end of the and your knees out there, and you get the. Oh well, you, you, didn't, you weren't fast enough, you buddy. Okay, yeah. speaking. Sorry, speaking of flight attendants bringing snacks. 
hypothetically, if you're airborne allergic to peanuts, do they still give out peanuts? Or like, no, if you're allergic if you... to dogs and someone has a service dog, what happens? I don't know. Mm, no, if the you... peanut thing, they'll still have have peanuts on the plane but they won't give you peanuts they'll give you like pretzels or some sort of yeah but what if you're like allergic like, if airborne? you let them know that you're air allergic know, to them they won't serve them no. uh, i've been on a flight like that by the way sly says that uh five hundred dollars in gas only fills two tanks for gerald's lambo so i think i think for the tea party we should bring the cart emma should uh, oh my god we're not gonna make bays. emma do that i'll do it too you do I'll, it i'll do it i'll do it with emma <laughs> emma and i will roll the cart around uh, yeah that, that that's the way that's the way this works, Emma. As if you're not right? busy enough. <laughs> no, we, we're gonna yeah. add this onto your plate. A bunch too. of us PHX people will rule the car. Okay, but speaking of the tea party, you know what you could actually really utilize before getting your tickets or at the same time you get your tickets? This code to Bad Birdie that gets you 15% off your next order. So Bad Birdie has some of the most it, it, they're super fun, right? It's a great brand. They've got awesome designs. The actual clothing itself is made so well. It, it the material is fantastic. The hats fit really nice. And it's just the perfect thing to get to wear to the tea party. So their hats you guys really, should check it out. Their hats are spectacular. Yeah. And they just dropped six new polos, three new quarter zips, and two new hats. So if you haven't been to badbirdiegolf.com recently, make sure you check it out. And don't forget, we've got 15% off for you when you use the code P-H-N-X-B-B-15 at badbirdiegolf.com. Okay. Can I can I address something real quick mm -hmm. in the chat? Just want to shout out Jose Hernandez. It seems like you are new here, but I promise we are reading through the comments. There's just a lot of them, yeah, so we're not going to so be able do, to address all of them because he said the process. Check it. I'll paste and post three times right now. See if they shout out the chat without paying. It's not about the payment, man. We just got a lot of comments. Yeah. But thank you for being here. We're glad to have you. Um, yeah. Go Suns. I don't know. <laughs> 1,100 people in here. The chat starts looking like a slot machine. Yeah. We're doing we we are trying time. to address as many comments, but if we did that, that's all we'd have time to do on the show. So we promise we are. Maybe we'll do an episode though. like that where it's just anything you want to ask in the chat, that's all we'll answer. Well, not anything. <laughs> we'll be here Within for not anything. <laughs> Within reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got you, Jose. We're, we're trying, we promise. <laughs> Welcome to the chat, Jose. Also, when it's a, a show like this where there are tons of comments coming in, <laughs> the super chats are big bubbles, so they're a lot easier. They stand out a little bit more. But come through more often and, mm -hmm. and chat with us. Like, we're always talking with the chat. Anyway, speaking of super chats, shall we talk about a few more of them? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um well, Philip, thanks, Philip, for your super chat. We appreciate it. Said so the trolls are out in troves today. It's amusing. Monty needs rotations figured out. A win is a win, though. Katie is really good at basketball. Booker is that dude. Always has been. And Luca Ho, Lil Wayne. <laughs> to Lil quote Wayne. the to great quote Lil, Wayne. Lil Wayne. Thank you Luca for your Ho. service, Lil Wayne. <laughs> we appreciate you. Oh, thank you for your super chat. Um, we also have one from Oakley. Oakley said, I just appreciate your content, the, uh, the content, you guys. Oakley, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here with us. Gerald, I need a favor. Mm. If you see Lil Wayne at a future Suns game, mm. can you ask him if he'll say that on mic for our show? Oh, yeah. I'd be happy so we could to. Do yes. <laughs> thank so you, great. Gerald. That, that's why Doing you were the Lord's best. Work. My gosh. <laughs> All right, Submerged Suns fan, thank you for your super chat. They said, Gerald and crew, what are your thoughts on why Busy isn't getting any playing time? Feel like he can have a bigger motor than Jock sometimes. 
he can, and athletically he can do things that Jock can't do in terms of rim protection, but Jock is also very good at holding opponents to lower shooting percentages around the rim. Um, and I do feel like Jock gives them a little bit more offensively in terms of making plays in the short roll when he sets those screens. He's got a pretty good rapport with KD already. Um, and if he is crashing the offensive glass the way that we've seen him do in the last couple of games, he didn't have much uh, to do tonight. He had two points, two rebounds in eight minutes. Both but those were offensive. Yeah, but that's that's productive. Like That's all you kind of ask for out of a backup center, especially come playoff time when the backup center is only going to play eight to ten minutes. So I, I do think there might be matchups where you need to switch to Biz, but the good thing is I think they're smart going with Jock because he's more of a rhythm player. He needs to be consistently in the rotation to kind of build his confidence. Biz is a guy who literally took a year away from the game, came in and dropped a double-double in his first game with the Suns. He's ready at an instant's notice, so I think the Suns are probably going to try to take advantage of that dynamic also katie and jock are like bffs now they are so it's working out really well and it's going to (laughs) continue to grow and their chemistry will also iron out a little bit more it's going to be really beautiful to watch yeah in a second this just made me think of something Hmm. does that mean that katie has replaced me and jock's heart yeah maybe i'm gonna say oh no yeah that's tough man i've lost my friend (laughs) (laughs) sorry just I'm had to sorry. do that. <laughs> I was told my reactions were the best earlier. Yeah. So I had to provide one, of course. I will course. say, though, I am very excited the next time uh, Jock joins the show to hear about that relationship mm-hmm. between him and KD and just what they've been doing behind the scenes because it's going to end up being really cool. And, I, and I'm and i really happy for Jock, too, yeah. because mm-hmm. we, we kind of have been asking, like, I love Busy as well. Busy brings invaluable things to this team but it is nice to kind of have a known second mm-hmm. right yeah. instead of the constant changing and in sometimes playing sometimes not playing it is nice to finally have some rhythm being built with our second our backup center so we'll see how that goes all right and then han said thank you for your super chat han said booker Doncic just became the best pvp rivalry in the nba for the next decade i love it i hope so and looking at the post-game comments we're getting from booker it's kind of exactly what we expected he was saying i have no problem with luca on the court off the court maybe i would would contest that a little bit but he said you guys say you don't want everybody to be friendly friendly there you go we got some smoke i love it i'm here for it let's he said you asked and we delivered exactly look I think they could be the best rivalry for the next decade in terms of player v player, but Luca's going to have to hold up his end of the bargain in terms of his team being being good, and mm-hmm. the, and the Mavs have to get him get him help. They did it with Kyrie, but that could be a very short term mm-hmm. solution. I mean, Luca has kind of been in that book situation where he was a one man uh, guy there, so I getting him. Some additional help uh, long term is going to be key to keeping that uh, going because rivalries don't real really work if it's one sided in terms of who's good and we've seen that the Suns have been on the other side of that Suns Lakers wasn't really a rivalry when the Suns were winning nineteen games as much as Suns fans wanted it to be you know so. yeah and then our last one here from Frank Frankie thank you so much said Suns in four. Um, listen, Frank, I love, love you, love you lots, 
but we got to retire that one. If you want to say Suns and <laughs> yeah. Four Quarters after a I'll win, take that. Okay. I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah, Suns yeah, and Four yeah. Quarters. Suns and Four, a little cringe. Yeah, I agree. And then the last flower I wanted to give out was this post that the Suns shared uh, to their social media account at the end of the game. And this is basically one of the newest <laughs> things that will be re one of the newest photos that will be reshared over and over and over again on social media. Oh. And the shot was taken by Cody Cunningham over at the Suns. He does social for them. And if you're listening on audio, it's Kevin Durant with the ball walking away. Luka Doncic just crying curled over, crying into his hands. So. Let's uh, let's just say this will be a good one for a long time. As our friend Anthony Totri on the Sun Devil Show would say, "Hang it in the White House," <laughs> or excuse me, "Hang it in the Oval Office." Hang it to in get the it Oval correct, office. where most of us would say, "Hang it in the Louvre." There you go. All right. Well, any final thoughts, you guys? The Suns won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I got after. That's how like we're that. feeling after that one. Thank you for joining us. On this Sunday afternoon for some talk around Suns basketball, we appreciate you guys all being here. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. The next two days are kind of up in the air as far as what our shows are going to look like. We haven't fully ironed it out, but we'll have a show for you one of those days. I think we'll have a show Tuesday at 3 p.m. Tuesday at 3? Is that uh, what we're looking at? I think that's probably what we're looking at, but we'll keep you up to date. That's okay. why you follow the Twitter. So plan for Tuesday at 3 p.m. And as Espo said, you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns for all of the latest updates. And uh, until we see you next time, you can also follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul, who is our other member of the show who's not here with us tonight, at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Suck it, Luca! <laughs> Ahoy, hoy. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand.